What is up? Hello there. My name is Jessica Patching Bunch. You can call me JPB. And this is Brain Body Resilience. This is a podcast dedicated to growth, human development, and stressing a little bit less so you can go ahead and live a little bit more. Hello and welcome back to the Brain Body Resilience Podcast. I'm your host, JPB. Today is episode number 117, and I had another topic planned for today, but then I was listening to a book, um, the book Unfuck Yourself, Get Out of Your Head and Into Your Life by Gary John Bishop. I don't know who that is, but he's an author and uh, he mentions mentoring and working with people, maybe a life coach or something of the sort. I realized that I had already listened to this book and I didn't love his perspective because I believe it to be incomplete, as perspectives generally are, especially for those of us who, within the structures, the hierarchies of supremacy culture, hold much of the privilege. Because perspectives are formed from our own lived experiences. And then anything outside of our own experience that we choose to intentionally add in in order to to expand our, our lens through which we see the world that may not match our own lived experience, but experiences of others that absolutely do exist in the world. And so all of that being said, uh, this author has a lot to say about personal responsibility, which I absolutely agree with. But there is nothing else in there. And there are so many other pieces to the puzzle. When we're talking about how our lives and experiences in this life are created. For example, not everyone has the privilege to immediately quit a job that makes them miserable. If you are say, Supporting a family as a single mother, I imagine that that might feel impossible. I also imagine having intersecting barriers like the fact that women of color often hold higher rates of low-wage jobs would also be a barrier to immediately quitting said miserable job. I am not a single mother or a woman of color, and I understand that I benefit from the structure in place that make my privileges exist. Privileges of education, access to healthcare, nutritious foods, safe space to come home to, social capital, and social support systems. Just to name a few, I am immensely privileged and I want to recognize that when I'm talking about these things that we can do in our lives to feel better and live better, I feel that it would be a great disservice to everyone involved with and without shared privileges, to just ignore these and pretend like they don't exist. So I've gone off on a tangent, I have all of these privileges. Um, privileges exist because if it were a standard, it would not be a privilege, it would just be that way. And did I always hold all of these privileges that I do now? No, absolutely not. And maybe because of that, I can I can't just pretend that everyone has the same opportunities and access that I now do, because I know that it is not true. So my whole point with this is that when I hear someone talking about how you put yourself in the situation 
that you're in, and if you didn't want to be there, you wouldn't be. I cringe more than a little bit because there are so many layers that are missing in that statement and perspective of the world. And so I'm going to move along from that tangent, but I felt like it needed to be said. Um, there are There were some good takeaways that I wanted to um, cover here. He does talk about willingness in a different way than I usually consider. I thought I had done a previous episode on willingness, but I looked back at all of the episodes. It wasn't clearly labeled, so I know it's in there somewhere, um, but I couldn't find it to reference that here for you now. But when I think about willingness, my mind goes to choosing to accept and feel what you are experiencing in this moment. Practicing willingness to interact with discomfort as a tool for stress and anxiety. But in this book, the author frames willingness as a choice, and that sparked some thoughts that I wanted to share here with you. So we can look at this a couple of different ways. What am I willing to do, have, and feel? And what am I unwilling to do, have, or feel? So let's start with these in the form of a question. For example, am I willing to continue feeling on edge, overwhelmed, and about to blow up? My answer is no. And then there's the part that stops us. What comes next? And so often we default to, I don't know how. I don't know what to do. And that can be true. Maybe we don't in that moment. And this is my example because I've used this so many times. My husband pointed out a few years ago how many times I would lead with, I don't know. And I kind of had, and for me, that was a little bit intentional in the way that my my intention behind it was to open up possibility and curiosity and not assume that I knew. Um, But when we say, I don't know, it's not a question. It's a statement. So you're giving that instruction to the brain and it says, okay, don't know, moving on. But if you ask another question instead, like, what can I do? What can I do to change how I feel? How can I do this thing? How can I manage my stress and anxiety better? How can I feel less stressed the fuck out in my days? These are questions that your brain will try to answer. So now we're looking for information and things that seem relevant. And that information will grab your attention. Whereas before you weren't looking for that information. So it wasn't going to pop out. So here are a few questions. 20, 20 questions to be exact. We're going to play that game. Take these with you this week and beyond. There's no time limit. This is not an assignment, but here I offer these to take with you uh, and then come back to them, write them down, talk them out, whatever your process is. Getting clear on what you are willing to do, be, and feel and what you are unwilling to do, be, and feel will help organize your values and priorities and take out the blame and judgment game. So let's start with these questions. And again, you can pause this, write it down, talk it out, whatever you need to do. If you need to get a pen, press pause and do that now. If you write with a pen or pencil still. Uh, I really love writing by hand because it interacts with your brain differently than typing does. It encodes it in a different way in different parts of your brain. Anyways, on to these questions. Am I willing to actively participate in creating my days? Remembering that 
It is not passive, but active and will take energy and attention and attention and attention and intention. I wrote attention in my notes here, but it came out and sounded weird. I'm going to start that whole thing over. Am I willing to actively participate in my wellness, in creating the experiences in my days? While remembering that this is not a passive thing, but active, and it will take energy, it will take intention, and it will take your attention and focus as well. Question two, am I willing to get up early? And this is a great way to start making that list of what I am unwilling to do as well. For me, I don't love getting up early. So it's kind of depending on this case. But if I were to say, ideally, am I willing to get up early? No, I am unwilling to get up early. So then what do I need to do? How do I need to structure my days accordingly so that I can make that happen? So that I can still get the things I want to get done at some other time. Number three, am I willing to go to bed early in order to maybe get up early? These are the questions where we start building our understanding of what we're unwilling and what we are willing to do. Am I willing to try something new? Question number four. Question number five, am I willing to choose momentary discomfort to heal and expand? Because make no mistake, something new is going to be uncomfortable because it's unfamiliar, which means that your brain thinks it's unsafe. And until you prove that it is safe, it will be, there will be some discomfort. Number six, am I willing to change the language I use when I talk to myself about myself in my head or out loud? Because in order to create new patterns around what we're capable of, lower stress, lower anxiety, start building our best life, we really have to know what kind of language we're using towards ourselves. Number seven, am I willing to commit my time and energy to taking care of myself daily? Because for many of us, that is very new. Structuring that into the day is something new. Number eight, am I willing to keep going until I reach my goal for as long as it takes? Because it's going to take as long as it takes. There is no magic number. There are no shortcuts. This is you creating your best life. And when we're talking about changing patterns that we've had for a lifetime, it doesn't happen overnight. Number nine, am I willing to ask for help? None of us do. We we don't accomplish anything. We don't get where we're going. We don't heal. None of these things happen alone. Am I willing to ask for help? That can be very uncomfortable. And number 10, am I willing to try and fail until I figure it out? That might also be uncomfortable, but trial and error is how we learn. 11, am I willing to drop my judgments and get curious? Judgment shuts the conversation down. Curiosity opens up for more possibilities. What is this feeling? What am I feeling? What do I need? A lot of understanding comes through getting curious. Number 12, am I willing to continue feeling like shit? And 13 is kind of the same. Am I willing to continue being sick and tired? Am I willing to continue you fill in the blank of why you want to make changes in the first place? 14, am I willing to continue ignoring and dismissing myself? This is something that we have, so many of us have learned 
honestly, just through societal conditioning to put yourself after productivity, after other people's needs, after all of these things that we learn to very efficiently ignore and dismiss ourselves. Number 15, am I willing to put myself and my health first? And this is similar to the last one, but this would then go against so much that we have learned and really bring up questions about selfishness and and whatever other nonsense we're taught that gets us to then ignore and dismiss ourselves. So am I willing to put myself and my health first in order to show up better in the world, in order to have the energy and capacity to give to those around me and the things that I care for? Number 16, am I willing to choose compassion and kindness over blame and judgment and shame and all the other things? Choosing compassion and kindness. It sounds nice and fluffy, maybe like some positivity bullshit, but it is incredibly difficult when we have practiced not choosing compassion and kindness to make that switch. So again, some discomfort in that choice. 17. Am I willing to learn to pay attention to my body when it's communicating its needs? Um, there was a great podcast. I'm actually going to do an episode, um, inspired by this podcast that Holly, if you're listening, thanks Holly shared with me. And part of it is talking about bodily consent in regards to yourself and how we do not act and honor consent with ourselves. So much of the time our body is asking for something and we do another thing. Your body says no, you say keep going. Um, Anyway, that's uh, another episode we'll talk about. So am I willing to pay attention to my body when it's communicating its needs? Like when it's asking for sleep and rest and movement and hydration and all of these things. 18. Am I willing to continue taking my overflowing stress out on those around me? Um, This I know is a big one for me and I know I'm not alone here because I've heard it from y'all. When we are overflowing with stress and emotions and we are just at the brink, that affects the people closest to us. Am I willing to continue taking that out on them? 19. Am I willing to let go of my identity and re-identify as someone who feels and lives how I want to? This one's really difficult and again can be very uncomfortable. So again, that willingness to step into discomfort is something that we have to ask ask ourselves. Am I willing to be uncomfortable for a little bit to sort some of this out? Am I willing to change, number 20, am I willing to change the story that I'm telling myself? Because again, your thoughts have physiological reactions. The stories that you tell yourself about what you are capable of, what your life is about, how you feel, all of these things create the parameters in which you operate. So are you willing to change the story that you're telling yourself? And none of these things are simple. None of the most of the, skirt rewind. A lot of these things are simple. None of them are necessarily easy. They all take practice. When we're talking about repatterning, it doesn't happen overnight. And these are just a few to get you started. And as you start thinking through these, continue with anything else that pops up for you in your given focus in your life and the things that are 
directly applicable to your daily navigation of stress and anxiety and overwhelm and and starting to create your best life, living, feeling like you are alive. Once we get clear on what we are and are not willing to do, we can then start taking action and stop shaming ourselves for not doing things or doing things because we thought we should or we said we'd try. Get clear and then we take action. So wrapping this one up, thank you for being here and spending your time and precious attention with me. I do not take it for granted. If this episode was useful for you, share it with someone who uh, you think it can be useful for as well. I'm wishing you a beautiful week. We'll do this again. Until next time, JPB out.